Welcome to Meldon Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Meldon, founder of Meldon Law, and we have a great show for you today. We're so excited. Uh, this is the week that uh, the haters start the Billy Napier era, and what an exciting time, man. Um, this is uh, the truth. I, I got a private tour of the new Hebner training facility at the University of Florida, and uh, what an amazing facility. I think it was uh, 85 or $90 million, and uh, it, all of the University of Florida athletes are able to go there and uh, uh, have healthy, delicious food. Uh, the training facility is amazing. The uh, offices for uh, the coaching team, as well as the, uh, all of the, the players, they, they have their own little offices in the locker room, kind of. Uh, it's really amazing uh, what they've done. And it's necessary for the uh, Gator football team to uh, stay in touch with, uh, stay up to date with what's going on in other schools. So we're very excited about that. And uh, my son, Carrie, and myself got to have a, a great uh, meeting with uh, Coach Napier in his office. And that was pretty cool, having a private meeting with the head ball coach, you know, uh, was exciting. And we pledged that Meldon Law would do whatever is necessary to help the Gators uh, succeed and he accepted our pledge and uh, is going to call on us to uh, help whenever uh, we can. A uh, bunch of things coming up. We got uh, the uh, Meldon Law Facebook page. We're giving away two tickets to uh, the Utah game. They're great seats. Um, I think they're eight. They're on the 35 yard line, eight rows up from uh, the field, so they're really good seats. Uh, and we're giving away a $100 gift certificate to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill uh, along with your ticket so you can come here before the game and have a good time. We are here at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill podcast room right now. You see Coach's uh, helmets behind us, and uh, it's really kind of uh, exciting. There's a lot going on. Go to Meldon Law Facebook page for all of our giveaways. Some of the other things going on, uh, we're, have, we're giving away tickets to the women's volleyball who just won a big tournament this weekend, and they're undefeated and ranked in the top 15. We've got our uh, preseason Gator memorabilia giveaway. There's some really cool things there, including uh, signed visors from Steve Spurrier, and some uh, cool memorabilia. Uh, check us out. Uh, that's going on um, through tomorrow, actually. Uh, the Hippodrome Theater's having a uh, terrific new show starting. We're always supporting uh, the arts. So Hippodrome, uh, again, we, we have tickets for the Fahrenheit 451 play, along with a $50 gift certificate to Harry's Bar and Grill. And that's right down by the Hippodrome. So you can go down and uh, have a nice dinner, see a show. And the Hippodrome is a state theater uh, for Florida. And it is a terrific venue. Uh, the acting is top-notch. It's not amateur acting. This is professional acting. Uh, and you should really check it out. And let's support the Hippodrome. They've been through some tough times the last few years as all live performing venues have and it's time that we uh you know go down and support them and you'll have a great time besides so uh we got that going on kentucky football meldon law is doing the fan fest for the the kentucky game which is a week from saturday the uh september 10th starting at uh 3:30. meldon law will be outside of the O-Dome, the O'Connell Center, right next to the football stadium, doing Fan Fest. And we're going to have uh, Elio Piedra, the music man, uh, making music. And we're going to be giving away all kind of free swag with our, uh, our Wheel of Fortune. It's very cool. And everybody wins. That's the good thing about going to the Meldon Law uh, swag event 
we call it Fan Fest because everybody wins uh, a prize. So all you have to do is show up and you'll be uh, amazed at how much fun we're having. So that's uh, most of what's going on. Uh, at the end of September, uh, Meldon Law is uh, sponsoring a year-long exhibit at the Matheson Museum in Gainesville. That's the uh, uh, historical museum for uh, Gainesville and Alachua County. It's been, uh, they, their collection goes back to the 1800s when Gainesville was just a small town. And back in the 1970s, yours truly founded a place called the Great Southern Music Hall, which uh, was the showplace of the South. And uh, the, we, we took the uh, Florida Theater, 800 seats, and turned it into a magical uh, showroom for great artists. And we have now uh, uh, found many of the photographs that were taken back then in the middle 1970s and, and hired people to tell the story. Uh, it's going to be an amazing exhibit the grand opening for the exhibit is September 30th, Matheson Museum on University Avenue, right next to the library. So uh, you're going to hear more and more about that. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to have symposiums throughout the year where we talk about uh, the evolution of the Great Southern Music Hall and how it came to be. I'm Jeffrey Meldon, again, co-founder uh, or co-owner with my son, Kerry of Meldon Law. And we have a very special guest today, Jennifer Ankers. Uh, welcome, Jennifer. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you for having me. Well, it's our pleasure. So I understand you're the um, director of the United Way of Suwannee Valley. Is that correct? You are correct. Okay. So uh, we, most of us have heard of the United Way. Uh, most of us have not heard of the term Swanee Valley. So why don't you start by telling us um, where you roam? Sure. The United Way of Swanee Valley covers Columbia, Hamilton, Lafayette, and Swanee counties. So we're North Florida, and we provide services in all four counties. Now, um, what are some of the agencies that United Way for Swanee Valley help fund? We do a community investment fundraising campaign every year, and agencies are able to apply for um, grants every year for from those funds. And so currently, we're fund we're funding places like Happy House, which is a um, public child care center that is absolutely amazing. They take such great care of the children. They provide such innovative classes and curriculums. And so we're proud to be a supporter of Happy House, and it's located right in Lake City. What, what age group do they service? They actually serve birth through sixth grade. Um, with COVID, they started to do some unique things, uh, which was very impressive because a lot of children weren't able to study at home. So they were able to do the social distancing in the center, and parents were still able to go to work with a small group of children, of course, and keep the children on task because we know how the middle schoolers can kind of get a little off track when no one's on them during that time period. So it was a great service that they provided to the community. So is this uh, after hours, during school hours? When, when does it's it? It's during school hours. So they probably open, you know, around 7 and close around 5 or 6 uh, for working parents. So if working parents have a child 2, 3, 4 years old, that's a place where they, they can? Yes, and they use the funds they receive from the United Way of Swanee Valley for scholarships for parents who are just returning to work and having trouble affording child care while getting back on their feet, which is especially needed after COVID when some of those parents, really, they did lose their jobs because businesses closed or shut down. So now they're helping those families get back into the workforce. And how do uh, folks that want to uh, get involved uh, help uh, the, that program? So we, they can reach out to the program itself. They can reach out to United Way of Swanee Valley. We do have a website, unitedwsv.org, or Google us, you would find us. And uh, there's many ways to get involved with our community investment campaign. We do fundraising through workplace giving. Um, employers in our four-county area allow their, resi their employees to donate via payroll deduction. 
We also have sponsorship opportunities for businesses who would like to use their marketing dollars to get more sponsorship opportunities, and individual donors and volunteers. So what's the name of the group again for the kids? Happy House. The Happy House. So everybody listening, if uh, you're up in the Lake City, uh, Live Oak area, Jasper, um, remember there's resources available and it's absolutely crucial right now because so many folks are uh, back into the workforce uh, when they were working remotely. It was a little bit different, um, although I don't know how the heck you can work at home with a bunch of little ones running around. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so what are some other programs that uh, United Way of Suwannee Valley uh, participate in? that we fund is called Swanee Pal Police Athletic League and it's located in Live Oak and they do such an amazing job it's really a group of volunteers a couple maybe one paid staff if that and they provide after school and summer programming for students who would not have the opportunities um, to attend such services so they have football camps basketball camps tutoring it's really an amazing mentorship it's an amazing program they have a lot of alumni who went through the PAL program as children and have come back to volunteer. Uh, during COVID, they invited me, um, it was 2020, and they invited me, as they always do, to their end of summer um, celebration. And I thought, hmm, how did they have a summer camp um, with COVID? And so I went, and it, it was absolutely amazing. They had, we had done a mini grant for them because of COVID, some dollars we raised from our COVID relief fund. They had completely redone the gym, so they were disinfecting it constantly. All of the children were wearing masks. They were all socially distanced. We, guests, all had our own table. Um, the coaches' room had plexiglass so that they could still talk to each other throughout summer camp. They showed videos where they were still able to get out and do things. And I asked one of the students how they felt about the masks and the social distancing. And they said, we've learned a lot this summer. And we've learned that our, our role is to return to school in the fall and teach others how to keep themselves safe and healthy. But that was just amazing. So they really do put the funds that we raised for them to good use. Well, is it um, staffed primarily by police officers or other folks in the community as well? Um, the sheriff's office does help and support, but it is other people in the community. So anybody who wants to get involved in uh, PAL, police athletically kind of gets it going, and they certainly have law enforcement and other people involved. Mm -hmm. However, individual citizens who want to get involved in a very worthy cause, that's something yes. that you can do. So it's what, after hours and during the summer? Yes. Great. Because that's so important because with working families, school's out. Exactly. And then, so how do the kids get from school to uh, whatever the PAL program is? Most of them live nearby in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a great centrally located place for the students who really need to be at PAL mm -hmm. and have that opportunity that they wouldn't have somewhere else. Well, that's terrific. Uh, and, and is it based on income? How does it work? Um, usually. So, but they don't turn people away, um, which is great. So, so in other words, if you can afford to chip in, that's uh, preferred. However, if you can't, you won't be uh, turned away. Right. They do scholarships, um, and they do fee waivers. If they're going on a field trip, they raise money and get donations from the community to cover those things. Great. So um, let's talk about uh, some of the other programs that uh, we do at United Way. So at United Way, one of our other programs that we do that we're really proud of is our Reading Pals program. Our Reading Pals program is a statewide program funded by the Children's Movement, and the whole goal is early childhood literacy. So we recruit volunteers to read to kindergarten students for one hour a week. I know you have listeners from all over, which is fantastic, and I encourage you, if no matter what county you are living in, to reach out to your local United Way and ask about the Reading Pal program. It is incredibly worthwhile. It gives you such a great feeling. But I can tell you, for example, last year, we, we finally got back into the schools after COVID because even though schools started, they weren't letting volunteers in. So it was mid-year, probably February, when we got back in. 
my two students, they could not even recognize all of their letters. They're five years old. It's February in kindergarten, and they still couldn't tell me the difference between a D and a B, a C and an S, the sounds of those letters. And that's really because during COVID, they didn't have early childhood education. Their parents were either working remotely or completely stressed, so there wasn't a lot of interaction. So it was a major difference in the students from the year prior. They were much more prepared. Okay, Jennifer, we're going to take a 60-second break. I want to follow up with a few questions about this PALS literacy program because it's something that's near and dear to my heart and I think is critical uh, to make sure that all of our young uh, kids have a chance. We're going to be back in 60 seconds with Melden Law and Friends. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe this. Look, look what you have done to my truck. Excuse me, it's your fault, it's not my fault. Yes, it is your no, fault. Not, no, I am not. calling Jeffrey Meldon from Meldon Law. So I'm going to call Jeffrey, my husband. Meldon Law, this is Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! This no, person no, here, wait, this person lady, he might be. New client? Yes, but this one might be a little tricky. I thought I was in a truck accident because of the accident that resulted in three back surgeries. We saw advertisements on TV, and guess who popped up more often than that? It was Jeffrey. The communication that he provided was so appreciative that he shows his compassion as a human. He assisted us in achieving one of our dreams, the acquisition of a home, and we're here today with smiles on our face with the assistance from Jeffrey. Welcome back to Meldon Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Meldon, attorney and founder of Meldon Law, and we're so excited uh, today to have Jennifer Anchors with us from the United Way of Suwannee Valley. And uh, Jennifer, I, I, I love hearing you talk about the literacy program for kids because it breaks my heart to hear about kids who move into uh, kindergarten, first grade without the skills necessary to compete. It's, uh, they, they have enough challenges in their life. Uh, not being uh, literate uh, certainly holds everybody back, and uh, in many instances, they're never able to catch up. So very true, and that's why we really encourage volunteers to work with the Reading Pals program. It's one hour a week. We have a lot of um, retired individuals, and we also have a lot of working individuals. A lot of businesses in Columbia and Suwannee County are allow and Hamilton County are allowing their employees to take an hour or so from their workday to go to a, their local school to read to a kindergarten student. Well, that that's terrific, and uh, uh, and I, I'm sure there's programs like that throughout uh, the state of Florida. Yes, there are. So um, again, if you wh whichever county you live in, I encourage you reach out to your local United Way and ask them about their Reading Pal program. Um, most of the United Ways do have a Reading Pals program, and it's a really a great way to get involved in the school system and just to give back to a child who is is really in need. Well, thank you for everything you do uh, with the PALS program. What are some of the other uh, things that uh, you got going at United Way? So the other thing the United Way of Suwannee Valley does is we are the local homeless coalition. It is required by HUD um, that every community have a homeless coalition. So we write state and federal grants to assist those who are experiencing homelessness and those who are at risk of being coming homeless to help them with through case management, help them get um, stabilized and be able to get back up on their feet. And um, are there quite a few people in your area that need help like that? There really are. Uh, we have a, a homeless population, and then we have individuals who are at risk of homelessness. And the problem in today's world, as every community is experiencing, is the rent prices have gone up so high that it's almost impossible for a person to get out of that spiraling issue of either being homeless or, or receiving an eviction notice. And it's coming off of COVID where people were losing their jobs and, and not being able to pay their rent. So it's, it's a real difficult time right now. I know that uh, there's a lot of folks that uh, they, they're working hard. Um, they're doing the best they can at supporting their family, and they're still not able uh, to make it work. 
Absolutely. I think one of the biggest things we saw in the Columbia and Swanee and Hamilton areas was when COVID started, you had a lot of very hardworking people like you're talking about who were in restaurant businesses, childcare businesses, businesses that truly had to shut down, businesses that don't pay you to be closed. And, you know, once you lose a paycheck or two or three, it's really hard to get back on your feet again. And so we're still seeing a little bit of a spiraling effect from that. Well, um, I appreciate that. I'm looking at all these things that uh, you're involved in. We've got um, Voices for Children. What's that all about? So our Community Investment Fund, which I do want to stress, does not fund anything related to the homeless population. All of our services for the homeless population are funded by state and federal grants. So all of the dollars we get that are donated to us through the Community Investment Fund do go to local non-for-profits. And the reason that they go to local non-for-profits is these are smaller agencies in our four-county area who really don't have the time or the staff to fundraise for themselves. And so we'd rather them taking care of children or taking care of the elderly and then the community help through the community investment fund and through the grants that we do. So Voices for Children is a not-for-profit leg of the Guardian Ad Litem in Columbia, Swanee, Lafayette, and Hamilton counties. And so they do a lot of advocacy work in addition to what the Guardians do, which is a fantastic job. The Voices for Children, they try to find ways to pick up the slack um, that government can't pay for. For example, um, a lot of children who are removed from their home, they take their belongings in trash bags, which is absolutely horrible. And how humiliating that is for a child. You're already so traumatized by being removed from your parents, and now you're carrying around a trash bag with your beloved teddy bear and a few clothes. So Voices for Children does campaigns to raise dollars or donations for um, suitcases and for proper clothing and for backpacks so that they can get back into school real quickly. Well, that's so important because no child deserves to be humiliated. No, not and, at all. And so I, I'm very glad that uh, you're doing that. What are some other things uh, we're doing in United Way? So our community investment fund is completely handled by volunteers. And I think I want to stress that because I think that's important to know that staff don't make decisions how these funds are used. We have a group of volunteers that range from bankers to financial advisors to retired citizens, educators, who review all of the applications that we get for this funding. Um, they look at their financials. They look at their outcomes. They go visit. They do presentation. They hear presentations from each of the agencies. And they really figure out where the gaps are in Columbia, Hamilton, Lafayette, and Swanee County and try to put the funds that we work so hard all year long um, that we raise to those agencies and those gaps in the community. Yeah, I noticed that you're involved in things like the Boy Scouts of America and American Red Cross. What's your engagement with those uh, agencies? Yes, we do fund those from the Community Investment Fund. Um, they get a small portion of that fund because we do have Boy Scout clubs and Girl Scout clubs in our four-county area. And these clubs are so important. Just another thing for our children to get involved in. We need to get our children involved in um, great outlets, which the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, I'm a former Girl Scout, we know, it's really important. Um, I was a Cub Scout. Excellent. <laughs> I don't know if I got to the Boy Scout. I, I, for some reason, I, I don't know what, I got distracted when the Boy Scouts came around. <laughs> other activities, the, the other which is great that you had those opportunities. And we want to make sure that we're able to reach out to others who get those opportunities. So our funding of the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts actually funds scholarships again. Um, so we're very proud to be able to provide agencies scholarships so that they can truly help children who really want to be involved and help them in a way where they're not embarrassed because they are getting a scholarship and they can feel like part of the rest of the group. You know, I think it's very important. It sounds like you are aware that children um, can have their feelings hurt, their esteem. Uh, you you want to promote healthy self-esteem. And uh, it sounds like in a lot of these programs, uh, they're designed to promote 
um, healthy growth of children. Yes, United Way worldwide, we fight for the education, financial stability, and health of every citizen in our community. And children really are a big part of that. When, when COVID hit, we really saw how it impacted the education of our children, the financial stability of our residents, the health of everyone. And it really caused us to take a deeper look at, at what we're doing and how we're doing it. And so I'm really pleased that we are... Um, just surrounded by an amazing community in Columbia, Suwannee, Lafayette, and Hamilton counties, great groups of volunteers, board members, committee members who are committed to our children, committed to our elderly, committed to our community, committed to their neighbors. Well, uh, you know, Jennifer, we recently opened up a office in Lake City to service yes. your community. I've been uh, handling cases in Columbia County, Suwannee County for years and years and years. However, we saw the growth within the community and decided that rather than uh, have folks drive down to Gainesville uh, to meet with us, that we would open up a, a Melden Law branch right there in, uh, in the Suwannee Valley. Which is uh, great. And which I didn't even know the term Suwannee Valley <laughs> existed. Is, is it really a valley? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds cool. Maybe one day. It I don't know. It sounds cool. The Swanee Valley. It's got to be, yeah. Anyhow, the, um, for you folks that have not been to uh, the area surrounding, you know, Columbia County, Swanee County, Hamilton County, Lafayette County, uh, those are beautiful communities. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot going on. Some agriculture, some non-agriculture. The uh, folks there, many of them have lived there for uh, long periods of time. However, a lot of new folks are moving in there. If you, if you want to have a, a, a little farm and have a nice place to live and a healthy atmosphere, uh, it's a very mm -hmm. cool place to go. Have you noticed the, the fact that a lot more people are taking interest in moving in that area? Oh, absolutely. There has been a lot of growth and a lot of new folks moving in from um, Miami to other states. So it's, it's great to have new people. Yeah, we, we have a lot of friends up in uh, the Lake City area now. And they're talking. It's so funny because it's still a very rural community. However... Uh, the the growth and changes that have taken place over the last 10, 15 years for the locals uh, is is changing the landscape quite mm -hmm. a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, there's certainly a lot of growth as far as where you can shop now, sure. what restaurants are mm -hmm. there. Um, you know, right, right in uh, Lake City, right on US 90, it's amazing mm -hmm. all the growth that's taking place mm -hmm. there. And, and we're so glad to have you in our community. So your offices are absolutely beautiful. Your staff are so kind and helpful. So welcome to Lake City. Um, I'll tell you that again, and we're really glad to have you. Well, we're there for good. We, uh, we love our family uh, up in, uh, in Lake City, and we're having a really good time getting to know everybody. And we look forward to servicing the community in the future. We're, we're getting near the end here. So I want you to give a call to action to everybody uh, what they should do uh, if they want to help out uh, with the Suwannee Valley United Way. Well, if you live in Columbia, Hamilton, um, Lafayette, or Swanee counties, please look at our website. Give me a call. We'd love to have you get involved. But no matter where you're listening from and where you live, reach out to your local United Way. We are all partners. We all try to help each other. And we, the United Way is just a great place to get involved. And every community in Florida and elsewhere has a wonderful United Way. Well, thank you very much, Jennifer Anchors, for joining us on Melden Law and Friends. We're going to take a three-minute break, and we'll be back with Melden Law and Friends. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe this. Look. Look what you have done to my truck. Excuse me. It's your fault. It's not my fault. Yes, it is your no, fault. Not, not, I am not. calling Jeffrey Melden from Melden Law. So I'm going to call Jeffrey, my husband. Melden Law, this is Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! This oh, person no, here, honey. this person lady, he might... New client? Yes, but this one might be a little tricky. 
When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Melden Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. We still hear it. The sound of victory. The joy of being part of something great. And while things may not be the same right now, we haven't gone anywhere. If you bleed orange and blue, then Melden Law is the firm for you. We are here at the University of Florida, where Albert and Alberta are competing in the Gator Penalty Shootout. Albert is ready to stop the shot at all costs. What a disaster! Luckily, Melton Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. If you have suffered any injury, do not worry, because Melton Law is going to help you with your recovery. Melton Law doesn't back down until they reach their goal! Albert, Alberta, I understand you were witnesses to a crash. Can you tell us about the accident? When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Melden Law, we won't back down. And I was in an accident. Someone ran a red light and hit me, and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Belden because you're going to need help, and they will help you. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. Uh, we've had a great show so far, and uh, again, I want to let everybody know that if you go to the Melden Law Facebook page, you're going to find out uh, some great giveaways. We're giving away tickets for the uh, big Utah game coming up September 3rd. And uh, please check it out. You also get a $100 gift certificate from Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, where we are broadcasting from in their fabulous podcast room. And you can see Coach Spurrier's helmets behind us. A very exciting, uh, very exciting place. And we're really having a terrific time. We're... Uh, uh, approaching um, two full years of podcasts, so uh, uh, that's pretty cool. I think we're on episode 96 or something like that, uh, and we, I guess we should have a party when we hit um, two years. I guess that'd be 104 episodes, so uh, we, we appreciate everyone listening and watching to uh Melden Law and Friends, thank you very much. Uh, share it with your friends. Let them know that we've got uh, great community leaders uh, coming on the show. And we uh, fill you in on what's going on as far as giveaways. Uh, Lady Gator Volleyball is in action. We're giving away tickets for uh, Lady Gator Volleyball. And uh, they won a uh, tournament this weekend in Gainesville. That was a big deal. Well, we've also got the uh, Matheson Museum history of music in Gainesville and the Great Southern Music Hall in the 1970s, opening up uh, October 30th at the Matheson Museum, uh, right on University Avenue in Gainesville. Uh, we are also uh, sponsoring a number of different uh, events throughout the communities to support uh, what's going on locally. And check out our uh, preseason Gator memorabilia giveaway. We had all this memorabilia in the office and decided to have a little uh, party giving it away. So go on uh, Melden Law Facebook and you will uh, see it. Just go to giveaways and you'll see everything that's going on. Uh, today we're joined uh, for our second half of the show 
by Dr. Laban Doyle. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Did I pronounce your right your first name right? Yes, sir, you did. Yes, sir, you did. And now, Laban, you are the um, uh, director um, over at the Boys and Girls Club of Northeast Florida. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So I have a, had a number of roles over there recently. Uh, have been with the Boys and Girls Club for over five years, and specifically here in the Gainesville area for the last three. Um, have served as the interim uh, executive director and area director, and now really helping in our community development engagement area as a manager there. Yes, sir. Well, tell us a little bit about what the uh, Boys and Girls Club of Northeast Florida does. Absolutely. So uh, the Boys and Girls Club of Northeast Florida really serves to provide after-school programs for our lower-income students who don't have necessarily the opportunity to uh, uh, participate in anything after school or let alone help them uh, accelerate in their academics. So we really uh, accentuate on some STEM opportunities, academic and career opportunities, and we really tr try to provide an, uh, an after-school opportunity for those kids that need it most. Now, we don't babysit. So a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, nonprofits and uh, boys and girls do babysitting. No, we do watch your kids, but we do provide quality programming to really help them succeed where they need it most. So we do serve kids between the ages of 6 to 18, primarily that elementary, middle school area, really just to help them with mentorship, um, uh, academic support, homework support, but just a safe place for them to go after school. Now, whenever I drive by the, uh, um, the boys club, I always see kids playing football. I know inside they're playing basketball and stuff. Oh, absolutely. So we have a kind of a dual um, um, opportunity. We do have a, an elaborate sports program where we provide middle school, high school, flag football, basketball programs. Now that's primarily what most people know the Boys and Girls Club for or see, but there's a lot going on inside the building as well, and that's those programs for kids. Yeah, I know my son, uh, Kerry, used to go play basketball over there uh, at the boys club and uh, it was pretty exciting because you know they had real uh, you know league games there oh absolutely yeah yeah we are uh, we do have some hopes and dreams for for our current gym situation we're trying to uh, upgrade that to a place where it's more hospitable and suitable for our kids but we do provide uh, the basketball opportunities and some just indoor sports, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, they're doing uh, the indoor hockey and just other things that we just try to make it creative for our kids to participate in. So if people want to help, uh, you know, fix up the gym and do things like that, what, what do they need to do? They can uh, check us out on www.bgcnf.org. They can go on to our Alachua sports programs and they can reach out to us about the, the amazing opportunities we actually have to continue to upgrade our programs here locally. So if you can't remember all that, just put uh, the Boys and Girls Club of Northeast Florida and Google it, and you'll probably yes, figure sir. it out, yes, right? Sir. Yes, sir. So there are opportunities to help. I, I'll tell you, I've always been a big fan of uh, the uh, Boys and Girls Clubs of Northeast Florida because uh, in our own family, our kids participated um, I drive by there uh, and see kids uh, just loving whatever activities are going on inside the building, outside the Absolutely. building. Uh, and, and boy, this is the time of year when you see all the kids playing peewee football, right? That, exactly. So we, we are primed and ready for our middle school and flag football season. I know all the parents are getting excited for Florida Gator football. But you can also come out to the Boys and Girls Club football and uh, participate in that as well. So it's a very educational kind of uh, learning level for our kids um, and for them to kind of grow and adapt in that uh, early passion that they have. Uh, do, do they have any recruiters out there looking at the boys? Well, you know, we live in Gainesville, so uh, we won't necessarily say whether we do or not. But <laughs> <laughs> I know it's kind of a it's kind of funny because how old are the are the boys that are throwing the ball around there? Oh, they they start at 11, 12 years old. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's literally the beginning of the journey for them for uh, lifelong football for sure. I know, and we are in Gator Country, so everybody indeed, uh, indeed. loves and and you know I've noticed that uh, we're starting to recruit local kids more they got uh, three three recruits out of Buholtz. we've got the recruit out of columbia county we've got uh, uh anthony richardson out of east side and okay, uh, yeah you know i wouldn't be surprised if, if a lot of those kids were involved in the uh, boys and girls club programs. so traditionally a lot of kids in the the high school and a college 
programs do come through our schools, especially if they're local. And we do have an opportunity. We have a great new uh, sports program director. He's providing scholarship opportunities for many of our kids all around town. Uh, that if they don't have the, the dollars or the opportunity, we will sponsor them and help encourage them and give them opportunities, wear uniforms, to participate in the leagues so that they too themselves can have opportunity in their high schools. And what are some of the leadership uh, training programs that you have for the kids uh, as far as teaching them, you know, how to be responsible members of the community? Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of an underlying gird of the whole thing that we do here at the Boys and Girls Club. From the moment they come in to the moment they graduate, we really try to emphasize the importance of education and graduating on time. We really have a high successful uh, graduation rate. We're somewhere above the 90% level of all wow. of our students that participate. But we really uh, encourage mentorship, we encourage leadership, we encourage responsibility, um, and that comes through a multitude of different programs, whether it's through sports and learning how to be a good team member, whether it goes through our STEM program and learning how to be uh, uh, learn, learn new um, skills and, and things to be uh, more active and available in our community. We've got kids learning how to operate drones. That now today we know that even in our armies, they're now learning how to send missiles with our drone systems. Not that we're teaching our kids how to send missiles. But it's all those um, really tangible skills that they need to be successful in today's day and age. Yeah, I know that the STEM programs have been uh, prioritized. Yes, sir. So that's where a lot of the successful jobs are, um, are going to be now and in the future. Absolutely, 100%. So we're really integrating our kids um, from a financial uh, a standpoint of how to be smart financially, but also with the STEM, science, technology, education, and mathematics, and connecting with uh, organizations like NASA, who are teaching them how to do drones, how are teaching them how to do uh, uh, robotics and all kinds of other things. But just learning those tangible skills that it's not just about playing video games, but it's using those skills that they're learning to be successful in a job career in the future. Yeah, and are there um, any uh, instructional activities that go on there besides the uh, athletic activities? Oh, 100%. Yeah, so we do. We have tutoring every day, so we, we uh, definitely help our lower uh, age kids between uh, uh, first grade to third grade to help with their reading levels. We know that here in uh, Latchua County, our reading level is a little bit lower, so we're helping them uh, academically with their reading levels as well as mathematics. Um, in addition to their science. Uh, and then we do that all the way through to the point where they graduate. So we really try to do a holistic approach from schools to fun to sports to uh, academics and arts and all the things that really engage them as a student. And, and what age group do you service? So we service any kids between the age of 6 and 18. So that's uh, basically first grade through 12th grade. And what do parents need to do if they want to get in, get their kids involved? If they want to get their kids involved with us, the boys, so here's one of the greatest things, and we want to uh, basically give honor to a couple of our donors, and that's, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Children's Trust of Alachua County, but they have been a huge support for us here locally that have allowed us to basically eliminate all of our costs for all of our students. So anybody that's uh, 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 eligible for our program gets it for free. So if they would just go to our website, they would have an opportunity to go on to the application, look for Northwest Boys and Girls Club or our Woodland Park Boys and Girls Club. And as long as they're eligible, they would have a free opportunity to participate in any of all of our programs. Well, that's terrific. Um, I, I want to follow up some more on um, the different programs after we come back from our break. I, so you have two um, locations now, right? Yes, sir. There's Woodland. Um, the, it's called Woodland Park. Yep, Woodland Park, which is out on the on the southeast end of town, off of Fourth Place, um, in the housing uh, complex there. And then we also have the Northwest Club, which most people are familiar with. That's where our football fields are, as well as where a number of local community members have grown up at. Well, we know at Northwest Fifty First Street. Right? Yes, sir. Yes, okay. sir. Okay. So anyhow, um, we're sitting here. Uh, talking with Dr. Laban Doyle, and we're going to be back in 60 seconds on Melden Law and Friends. Alberta, I understand you were witnesses to a crash. Can you tell us about the accident?
When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Melden Law, we won't back down. Being a client at Melden Law was special because I felt like I was really being listened to and I felt welcome by the entire staff. If I were in a situation where I needed legal advice and help, I would absolutely reach out to Jeffrey because his reputation alone speaks for itself. But on a personal level, I know that he would take care of me and help me solve those problems and I would feel safe with him. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melden, your host and co-founder of uh, Melden Law with my son, Kerry Melden. Welcome. Uh, we're really glad to have you here. Uh, we've been uh, talking with Dr. Laban Doyle from uh, the Boys and Girls Clubs of Northeast Florida, and we want to uh, get back with him in just a minute. I want to remind everybody that we have tons of giveaways at Melden Law's Facebook page, so check it out, and also tell your friends about uh, the show. Melden Law is dedicated to helping seriously injured people put their lives back together after a serious accident. So give us a call, 352-373-8000, or just go to meldenlaw.com, and we'll be glad to uh, help you out. We've also got lots of books that are free uh, that I've written that help you understand what the uh, legal landscape is like, what kind of insurance you need, what to do in the event of an accident, and how to uh, uh, help decide uh, what to what the next step is. Uh, Dr. Doyle, I was uh, I'm looking at your brochure here, and I find it fascinating because uh, the mission statement is uh, uh, so important to all of us. Uh, the mission statement uh, for the Boys Club includes to enable all young people, especially those who need us most, to reach their full potential as productive, caring, and responsible citizens. And I want to commend you for, uh, for that mission because I think uh, you and I have uh, had enough life experience to know that... Uh, to a great extent, by the time you're 10 or 12 years old, uh, if you're behind the eight ball as far as skills and learning skills, it's really hard to catch up. Yeah, that's that's very true. I was just listening to you share the Meldon Law vision and statement about helping people in, in broken, hurting situations. And that's really one of our goals here at the Boys and Girls Club is to really connect with families and young people, as we say, when they need it most. Because like you said, at the age of 10 to 12, we come into contact with all kinds of things. Now, let alone your and I generations are a little bit different than maybe this generation, when now they're exposed to a whole lot more things a whole lot earlier. And so what we're learning is if we can connect with them even earlier, it's so much more important to get, help get them on the right track, especially with mentorship, which is a huge component for young people today. Just having somebody to be able to talk to from a safe uh, a perspective where they can have somebody listen to them because a lot of times, unfortunately, their parents aren't there. The community's not there. There aren't individuals that are really being able to listen and help them through those situations. And not that we have all the answers, but we do have opportunities for them to seek out opportunities, to find a trustworthy adult, to look into uh, opportunities for them to succeed, but then also to put them hopefully on a trajectory for them to succeed. You know, and I feel very blessed. I was uh, born into a stable family and uh, had, you know, uh, nurturing parents. And uh, I, on the other hand, I've also been exposed to uh, people in my lives who haven't had that opportunity and to see what happens uh, when someone doesn't have the educational background, the support system behind them. Yeah. And it's actually, you know, miraculous how, how good some kids do in pretty dysfunctional homes. You know, you bring up a good point because I think too often we categorize kids based on where they come from versus who they are. And what I mean by that is we're all the people. We all have issues. We all have circumstances. Now, the uh, uh, how much money we have or the opportunities we have may be different. But overall, all of us as people are people. 
and we have the same struggles and circumstances that we're facing, how we come about the going the, the, to uh, working through those, but also some of the impacts we have on that do have impacts. However, we're all just people. And we all need support, we all need encouragement, especially, you know, we sometimes want to label them as, well, that's our lower income families, but some of our higher income families are dealing with the same problems. We just don't necessarily identify that, but our goal is to reach all those families, especially those. In yeah, case. yeah, you know, money doesn't ensure happiness, but neither does poverty. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and uh, that was actually one of my father's favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, uh, to be happy, I think you need a nurturing background. You need the basic necessities of life, you know, sure. food on the table, uh, uh, you know, a roof over your head, and some structure within your life. And the, the mission, you know, of the Boys Club has to do with helping kids create some structure within their life, uh, significant mentors that they can uh, look to for direction when it may not be available at home uh, because of a number of different circumstances. Yeah. And you gave me a great, a, great, a great point there, too. We do provide uh, meals for our kids when they come on site, meals and snacks. We pick them up from school. We transport them through our clubs. Oh, that I didn't know that. Yes, sir. That's yeah. really uh, uh, important. You know, we, uh, limit, again, we try to eliminate every barrier that they may or may not have um, in order for them to get to be to be a part of the club. We do uh, field trips. We do college and career trips. Uh, we do all sorts of things, again, at no cost to our families or their students. Um, but we want to make sure they have a, a, a healthy mentor, a healthy meal, and a healthy opportunity where they're with us. We are in Melden Law and Friends, and uh, we're having a great conversation with Dr. Laban Doyle from the uh, Boys Club. And uh, I, I'm reading the uh, some of the core beliefs here, and I think it's important to restate them. Number one, a safe place to learn and grow. Number two, ongoing relationships with caring adult professionals. Number three, life-enhancing programs and character-developing experiences. And fourth, hope and opportunity. Uh, I can't tell you um, how important uh, hope and opportunity is. Uh, even even for us who do fairly well, right? We have our days where we're challenged, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. And uh, we have to sometimes coach ourselves up and go, okay, we're going to get through this and we're going to, you know, do it. And we dig down deep and figure out ways to get through no matter what, you know, how challenging the circumstances are. Yeah. Um, however, uh, a lot of that is based on early childhood development. Absolutely. And, and, you know, sometimes I think we underestimate the resiliency of our kids today. They're oftentimes more resilient than us as adults. But at the same time, they are trying to figure out, how do I get through these circumstances? You know, they don't have necessarily a parent or a mentor, an individual to kind of lead them and guide them through that. But they're definitely resilient. And in the process of that, it's really trying to help them channel that resiliency to help them succeed beyond some of the things that they're taught in their communities that may not be necessarily healthy. But in order for them to truly have hope and opportunity to succeed in the days ahead. And I can tell you, some of these kids that are coming through our systems today will be our next leaders, our next presidents, our next quarterbacks, our next sports <laughs> coaches, uh, because they've come through the, the grind of the reality that we're facing today. So um, how long have you been over there at the Boys Club? So I have been uh, with the Boys and Girls Club of Northeast Florida for five years. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been here locally in the Gainesville area, area for the last three years. Um, however, I've been in the nonprofit executive management uh, field for over 20 years and just have a deep passion for uh, not just our young people, but our young leaders that are rising up to continue to serve in this area. Because... Not only do we need to encourage our young people, but we need to encourage a whole new generation that's going to empower our young people for the days ahead. Well, you know, what you're doing is the boots on the ground where you're actually interacting with uh, young kids. Um, are any of the kids that have, uh, I call it, graduated from the program, do any of them get back, uh, continue to help out with some of the younger kids? Yeah, so we actually have some great success stories. We have a couple individuals, even here locally, who literally grew up in the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, they came on staff after they graduated. 
they're now um, program directors and looking at the opportunity of continuing to move up in our organization to higher levels. And that's really what we want to see. We really want to see that what we're doing is impactful, but even locally, we, we do have an impact on our local people. Well, that's great um, because as a young person, if you have a chance to mentor another young person, absolutely, it's one of the best ways to develop leadership skills. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's all about you know taking what you've learned and passing that on to somebody else, which is why our sports programs and everything else we uh, we do is so beneficial because it's all about passing on to the next generation. You know, um, I love the core promise. Uh, is to provide a safe and positive place and to have a significant impact on their lives. And uh, if you can do that, um, I think that's the greatest gift that you can do is to help uh, one kid at a time uh, succeed. Yeah, you know, I I even think of my own daughter, you know, um, she's 12 years old, she's coming into her own, and dad can't do everything for her, right? But being able to have people that come alongside us to support her and encourage her, you know, she's in uh, gymnastics, she's in cheer, she's in all these other activities. But to have other people reinforcing the very things that we're reinforcing makes us feel better as people, but also know that we have a future, especially for our kids, that they have a hope in a future. Does your daughter follow the uh, Gator Gymnastics Program? Actually, she does not. We we actually uh, live a little bit north of town. Um, uh, she's gotten completely into this whole thing, and uh, the whole cheerleading of it, you know, that's a whole nother world, brother. <laughs> so is she into cheerleading? Or yeah, so she's, she's a professional cheerleader, but she loves the gymnastics part of it. Okay, well... Listen, I'm going to invite you and your daughter to come to a, ga- a Gator Gymnastics event oh, uh, this, this winter because uh, Melden Law is a big supporter of Gator Gymnastics. And uh, last year, I think they finished number two in the country. And, oh, and, awesome. and they're, I mean, it's a packed arena. It's so exciting. And you're seeing Olympic athletes like yeah. Trinity Thomas is coming back for a senior year or super senior year. And she'll probably be, we'll be watching her uh, in the uh, next Olympics because wow. she's, she's that talented. And the Gators have like four or five women gymnastic uh, team members that have the potential to be uh, Olympic uh, competitors. So uh, right here in our little town of Gainesville, yeah. Florida, and north central Florida, uh, it's really fun. And, uh, you know, my, my daughter... You know, she she was all excited about athletics growing up and, you know, tennis. And she did some horseback riding since we're, you know, we're in north central Florida. Okay. And, you yeah. know, Ocala is right here. Exactly. The uh, horse capital of the world. And all those activities are what you're talking about. You're talking about, you know, really doesn't matter the activity. It more, exactly. It's more um, uh, creating some structure, making it exciting having uh, good role models while you're you're involved. So we really appreciate everything that uh, the Boys and Girls Club uh, does. Uh, while we're uh, finishing up, uh, Melden Law Friends, I want you to just tell folks again what to do if they want to get involved, either in donating or in uh, getting their kids involved. Yeah, we're really at a prime time here locally. You know, we've had some transitions that we're really excited about. We have some opportunities to upgrade our building and some other program needs that we have. Yeah, we, I, the basketball court, I've heard, needs yeah, a lot of help. Exactly. If anybody wants to do something great for the uh, kids of, uh, you know, Alachua County, uh, go over to the boys' club, Take a look at the basketball court, and you will see what needs to be done Absolutely. Uh, to help out. And uh, so just go to, uh, you know, the Boys and Girls Club, uh, yep. North, Northeast Florida. Yep. That's the official title. It's uh, www.bgcnf.org. If you guys can remember all that, then uh, more, more power to you. I just Google everything and try to find absolutely, it. Absolutely, absolutely. So anyhow, Dr. Doyle, it's uh, uh, been a pleasure having you. Uh, we look forward to uh, many more uh, uh, visits from you over the years to, to keep us up to date. And we want to thank everybody for watching and listening to Melvin Law and Friends. Thank you very much.